Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the Call Center Contact Center podcast. We try to give you some actionable items to take back in your contact center, improve the overall quality, improve the agent experience, and this won't hopefully improve your technology experience. The overall goal here, right? Improve that 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 customer experience. How's everybody doing? It is uh, it is December fourteenth. We're getting ready. Uh, Eleven days away from from Christmas. The Thursday morning as I record this, and I want I don't know. I just got some inspiration here this morning talking about a post that I did yesterday. Got to go on with my my good friend Mark Bernstein from Balto. We talked a lot of about a lot of these topics in a in kind of a different format. I really think that a lot of people are either confused, they're blinded, they love the shiny new object, or they're being forced by, you know, higher ups to really look at technologies that are they're new, they're they're evolving, and for a lot of organizations, they're being pushed from salespeople, from vendors. But when you really look at it, the ROI and, and speaking mostly of ROI is is just not there yet. Now, we can talk about return on investment in a lot of different ways, right? We can talk about it in dollars and cents, which I think we'll mainly focus on here, right? If if I invest in a piece of technology that is AI-infused or a piece of just solid AI technology, you should expect, right, to have some type of cost savings, some type of a return on that investment in, in some short order. The other way we can talk about ROI is, is based on the customer experience, Based on CSAT scores, sentiment scores, NPS scores, right? If we if we have a core goal of raising those, I think that there's some tools as well that maybe the dollars and cents don't make total sense, but maybe you're at a break even, but you can improve CX and there's a return there. Let's talk about some of these main tools that people are offering. What is the best kind of most mature products now that I think you can see the quickest return on your investment? What are some that everybody thinks there's a return and there's really not from everything that I have been kind of researching, demoing, trying to get for Expedia, trying to get for other clients that come from a, a referral partnership standpoint as well. So let's, let's kind of talk this through the first let's, let's, let's do the big one, right? Right. These, these large language model kind of AI chatbots. Right. These are the kind of the what, what what you really think about when you hear AI in the contact center, right? These these generative chatbots for that that first touch point, whether it be through voice, whether it be through chat, and they're just gonna kind of handle everything and 
and deal with customer issues with a very human-like presence. They're going to kind of start to learn about some of the nuances of your customer base and the questions and, and learn from your KMS and things that you, you've, you've built out for it. Here's the absolute truth. And, and again, if we talk about this in three years, it's probably going to change, maybe even next year. But in 2023, going into 2024, for the most part, you know, these, these really robust chatbots um, based on AI are really only for enterprise huge customers. The cost is too expensive for, you know, a, a mid-tier to lower contact center for the most part. Um, there is large implementation costs. Not only that, there are large minimums that a lot of these AI technology partners are setting up. And then the the cost per interaction per minute is expensive as well. I mean, I personally think there's a lot of gouging going on in the marketplace because some of these larger AI kind of competitors have been by themselves for a while. They've, they've really had some of the only products. We're going to start to see that come down. It has to as, as more and more companies are getting involved in this. But it's still very, a pretty expensive process to go through. And the ROI really for most contact centers, unless you're a big enterprise, if you're a big enterprise, I think it, it really does make sense. But for most contact centers, internal centers that are, you know, 50, 100 seats, 200 seats, 10 seats, like, you know, anything that's not in that huge number, it's just too expensive. It's it's pretty crazy right now what, what they're charging for some of the stuff, what their minimums are, how many interactions you really need until they they say, hey, you know, this is where you see the return. I mean, it's it's hundreds of thousands of calls and a lot of contact centers just, just don't have that. So. It's a little disappointing with, I think, the price structure of how people are doing it. I, I do think that there's gouging. I think that the they're making a ton of money on this when it could be much more democratized. And I guarantee you, shockingly, you're about to see that come drastically down as, as more of these guys get involved. And they're still going to make a, a huge profit, especially as the CCAS players get more involved in kind of this this the AI realm. That's the That's the big one, right? But let's talk about some of these, these other kind of AI tools that, that we, we, we think about the best. I think the the best bang for your buck right now in, in 2023, 2024 for an AI tool is with analytics and advanced analytics. Uh, some of the tools that are out there now are absolutely phenomenal with, with really getting insights into what customers are saying to be able to offer, you know, using AI to do kind of a, a preemptive customer support where you can start to see and, and, and things are starting to, to come into your contact center that maybe you couldn't put the pieces together to see that there was an issue where now you can. So you can maybe send that email out to say, hey, I know we're having a problem with this before, you know, kind of the shit hits the fan and, and everybody hammers your your center. Uh, a lot of really cool things are happening in the in the analytics front with AI, with kind of that 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 preemptive customer support. I think that's a huge piece of this. And, and I think the tools are getting better now, getting to the point where we can start to ask questions, right? We don't have to just look at the, you know, kind of the trending bubbles, the keywords. We can actually just start to say, hey, you know, what are what were five of the biggest complaints that happened on this product over the last three weeks? Um, how many times was the phrase too expensive used? You can start to get in deep into the kind of that marketing data. Um, in sales data that goes just beyond customer experience and, and, and the sentiment scores and those types of things. You can use analytics for 
speech analytics for a, a, just a ton of different tools. And AI is making it smarter and better every single day. It's one of those things that are becoming more mature because analytics have been around now for a while. And now we've just kind of slapped this amazing engine on it. And I think that, you know, analytics is something that you can find ROI on, right? If you, if you go all in on it and you want to utilize it, it's not that crazy expensive anymore. I think that's something that, to really think about, you know, if you are a smaller contact center before you get into kind of the, this AI self-service. Let me throw this at you too. And, and Mark Bernstein and I for Balto talked about this yesterday. I don't, I, I think that from, from a customer, customer service standpoint, you know, LLM, you know, these, these large language models, these AI chatbots, I think there's a ceiling for them when it comes to customer experience. I mean, think about your online banking right now. You can pretty much do everything. It might be a little bit robotic, right? When they read the numbers back, your account number is four, eight, three, right? you know, that kind of stuff where it's going to be so much smoother, more human-like. But the the actual job that it's doing, it can't really do that much more, right? So for smaller type contact centers, for smaller credit unions, for smaller regional banks, you know, using very robust kind of natural language processing IVRs, IVAs, I think is the way to go because the the the, the ceiling isn't too much different and the cost is way different. And you're really getting the same amount of kind of utilitarian work uh, from, from both models. One is just a little bit smoother and cleaner. Now, when we talk about other like, um, you know, personal assistance and, and crazy things like that, the sky's the limit, right? For, for, for a, a, an AI type chatbot that is way beyond kind of the, the IVR, IVA think, you know, like Siri and Alexa, right? Siri and Alexa though are still really good when it comes to actually asking for account balances and, Hey, I need to, uh, transfer money and hey I, want, I need to pay a loan. Again, where where do you really want to spend money? Do you want to spend, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars if not millions on some AI that can maybe learn a little bit, maybe make things a little bit quicker? But what can it do from an online banking standpoint that really you can't do now? Maybe there's a couple things, but is it worth that amount of money? Right now I don't think so. So, again, if you have a, you know, a, a a natural language processed IVR, you know, those types of things. It's integrated into your core, integrated into your CRM. I mean, spend your money somewhere else. And let's talk again in, in a couple of years when things go get drop in, drop in price significantly. Okay. Let's talk about auto summarization, right? Auto memoing, you know, all of those things that you've heard about, right? So at the end of calls, um, instead of a, an agent typing into the CRM, what happened on that call, doing some other, maybe some other after call work, boom, it automatically auto summarizes that call. And I think this is a low hanging fruit of what we think about chat GPT type AI, right? Cause we're doing that now, right? Everybody here is, well, not everybody, but a lot of people are saying, Hey, here's a, here's a transcript that I did. Like, like I'll do, here's a transcript I did on this podcast. Can you make a, uh, a blog post out of this? Right? Can you summarize what I said in this article or in this in this podcast episode? And boom, it'll summarize that. Right, makes total sense. Here's the thing, though, and this is where you have to be careful. If you have very long calls, 
and your after call work or your wrap time and the agent needs, I would say over a minute worth, maybe 45 seconds or more, uh, then it probably is worth it for you to look at it, It, especially if you're at scale, right? So a couple hundred seats, you have two to three minutes of after call work. Auto summarization can be an absolute lifesaver for your organization. If you don't, if you are 40, 44 seconds and under, I don't think it's worth the cost. I don't think you'll see real ROI, and especially if you're 30 seconds and under. And, and I will tell you why. is because most organizations already offer their agents. You can't just have them take back to back to back to back to back to back to back calls, right? You're going to burn people out. So in a lot of organizations, they're already offering, say, you know, 25 to 40 seconds of after call work just so that the agent can take a breath. So maybe there's, you know, 15, 20 seconds of work. They get 10 to to 20 seconds between that call to just relax for a second and then move on to that call. So again, you're not going to see a huge difference in in time savings and average handle time unless you're, you know, you're have a robust platform that you need to do very complex things in your memos and your notes you know, are, are a minute to two minutes to three minutes long that, that have to happen in the in the CRM. But, you know, from a BPO standpoint, a lot of times it is worth it because it's one of the metrics that we are judged on from a quality standpoint, right? We'll, we'll have, you know, our customers just audit our memos and make sure that, you know, they're on point. So, you know, for a BPO, it may be worth it for us. Now, we do some auto summarization depending on the client, kind of like what I talked about. Um, but for a lot of BPOs, that's that's a metric that they are they are viewed on. So it, it would be worthwhile sometimes to just make sure that you don't even have to think about it anymore. You know that every single call is going to be summarized in the in the right way. Okay, um, agent assist, agent assist. You, you guys know how I feel about it. Um, number one, I love it. I think it is the first stepping stone for an organization to really start to get into AI, to have their agents understand AI. I like to build AI out from the agent out, right, to that first touch point. A lot of people are doing it the opposite way, which I think is the mistake that people are making. But again, what is the goal here? And agent assist, if you have a three to five minute call, you're not going to see a huge uh, ROI as it relates to average handle time. If you have a 15 minute call and you have more complex things, I think you could you could see upwards of a minute, right? On average, I would say 30 to 45 seconds, depending on if you have a 10 minute or longer call. Anything shorter, it, you might get a couple seconds here or there because you're just pulling up information a little bit quicker. But the ROI is not there when it comes to the dollars and cents for a lot of organizations that have shorter handle times and aren't at scale. I think if you're an internal large contact center, this is probably the, the no-brainer of no-brainers. If you're a smaller, teeny 10, 20C contact center, I don't think it's worth it for you um, with the, the amount of cost that it's going to take you again to implement. You're not going to see the ROI for a really, really long time if you ever see it because it's just you know kind of that average handle time, a couple seconds here or there isn't going to make that, that big of a difference. I will say, though, that it can make a big difference on your CSAT, your NPS, and your your sentiment scores because the the agent has that information quicker. So if if you're looking for a tool that can improve your CX, um, improve the you know your 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 CSAT your NPS, I think that it, it totally makes sense. If your higher ups are absolutely demanding that you do something on an AI standpoint, 
I think agent assist is one of the first things. Agent assist and analytics are one of the first things that you should look at. Um, that at at worst, you're going to have a better customer experience. And, you know, at best, you're starting down the path of getting everybody used to how AI works, um, how it can help agents. And I think you can start to move down, you know, a more, a harder AI path when you start to have more buying from your, from your agents as well. All right, let's talk about my, uh, my auto quality assurance. And I have to admit, I was wrong. I, uh, I said that scoring calls would be totally done by the end of 2023. I said that, I think, back in like June. And I think I'm like six to eight months off. So that's still not too bad. Uh, But I think it's one of the, again, analytics, the auto summarization, I would say then agent assist. But I would put auto quality assurance up with, with analytics as one of the best ways to get ROI. To be able to fully score your calls with AI, to, to be able to really lose headcount, and not to say that we would let go of those, but you now have more people that can do coaching. You have more people that can be on the contact center working with your agents. You can now score calls at scale, where maybe you could only do two to three um, you know, per agent per, per week. You, you could do 40 per agent per week with, with auto QA. So I think that there's instant cost savings with that. I think the technology is becoming more and more robust. You know, as we get into that ChatGPT4, the ChatGPT enterprise, if you want to build, like we're building our auto QA product, right? Currently we offer this for our customers and our clients and are now building this out as a SaaS model for all smaller contact centers under hundred seats. And, you know, you can utilize this and utilize the tools and utilize prompting especially for for things that you know you can you can find right in transcripts right did the agent say this did they do this um, was their tone here you can find all of those those things in in transcripts and in an audio so I think auto quality assurance is, is again one of the best ways that you can improve your ROI you know again not to keep plumbing our uh, auto QA product but you know, we think that you know, for a 25 seat contact center that say has a five minute handle time and wants to do 500 uh, scores, QA scores per month, you know, that's only going to cost a couple hundred dollars where right now you're probably paying a somebody in QA 40 to 50 grand, right. To score all of those calls. So, you know, for us, it may be between five to $7,000 for the year. And you're going to be able to do way more as well. And you're also going to be able to get different things that you want in your outputs. What are five ways that this rep could improve? What are five things that they did amazing? Um, you can ask a lot of different types of questions you know, in the prompts as well that maybe you, you're not doing as a human being or would just take too long. I think that's another you know, kind of main cog of, of how you can save money. So, you know, AI has its advantages. Um, it, it's definitely not a one size fit all. It is currently being propagated and built out for enterprise type solutions as we speak. The larger contact centers are the ones that can afford it, can reap the rewards of it. Right now, it's not been democratized for smaller contact centers unless you want to build something on your own, use a BPO, you know, those types of things. Because a BPO is, even though you might be 10 or 20 seats, 
they could be thousands of seats or hundreds of seats. So they're utilizing this technology and kind of spreading that cost amongst customers. So I think, again, if you're smaller, that's another good reason. It's probably a cheap plug, but but I honestly think that's another good reason to outsource because most BPOs are, are like us are going to have this technology, right? We're going to be able to show you how to do it all and, you, and you're going to be able to get it where you could never afford to do it you know, internally if you wanted to slap all these things on. It's expensive right now. They, they, everybody plays it off as you know this giant cost savings. It will be a cost savings for sure. Uh, but at this point, you know, it's it's still a pretty expensive deal, especially if, if you're on the smaller end of the spectrum. So, again, I hope that that gets people thinking. Again, when you demo things, let me say this too. Push that stupid chatbot to the limit. Don't just let that that salesperson or that, that, that SME um, take you down this awesome path. Because, again, all of those things work out great. Be the, the 10 out of 10 irate customer. Try to hammer it. Try to trick it, right? And and I think you'll find, because that's what your customers are going to do, for the most part, it can't handle those types of scenarios in a, in a human-like way. So think about that as well as you're kind of going down this. It's going to get better. It's going to be amazing even in the next year. But we still have a ways to go. ChatGPT is only a year old. Like we are, we are not even at the beginning of the beginning. We we are in the infancy of this thing. It's going to continue to get better, but uh, just be very careful. You know, when when higher ups or when C level people say, "Hey, listen, we need to invest in AI because we need to cut our headcount and uh, we want to this all to be cheaper." A lot of times, that's going to be very very difficult to do unless you're using a substandard AI product. Um, some somebody who's just starting their 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 business and says they think they can do things. Right. But any of these kind of hardcore, I don't want to name names because I don't think that that's fair, but you know, them. Um, you know, the ones that when you Google AI uh, self-service or AI chatbots come up first, most of those guys are extremely expensive and, and really only there for, for enterprise now. Uh, but there's just so many people doing the same thing in the space that it has to come down. Um, and I think you'll, you'll see that if we do this podcast, you know, Next December 14th, that, that that's exactly what we'll see. So, all right, guys, thank you. I will probably do one more podcast for the year. I can't believe this year is already over. Um, I like to do kind of a, a, a day before, two days before Christmas. I know that probably be that Friday, next Friday, and then take that the next week off. But, you know, we got to do a, a state of the, the C, a state of CX. And we also got to do our, uh, what I kind of see as as happening and, and some of the things to look out for in, in 2024, which is always kind of a lot of fun to do as well. But um, thank you guys. Love you all. Let me just ask you, if you've gotten this far in the podcast, I think you probably had some value in it. If you can, please, please, please go on Spotify, go on iTunes, wherever you're listening to this, throw out a, uh, a review, hopefully positive. Um, throw out something on LinkedIn, do something for us from that standpoint. I think that will help continue to spread this amazing podcast and be a great Christmas present for me as well. So thanks guys.